sometime last year, I think June last year, I found what I can call the biggest discovery of my life. It was when I actually had a purpose to my existence. It was it was a very eye-opening discovery because for me, I I happen to be somebody that can do so many things, right? Because I have that belief that I can do a lot of things and I'm I'm kind of multi-talented, you know, from you know, um, tech to science to arts to, you know, practically any field that I find myself, entertainment, in fact, any of these things I could do. I was always thinking about if I was doing the right thing or not. Like, I think every single month before last year, June, I was always confused about, should I have just chased entertainment? Should I have just continued dancing and singing? Would I have gone further in life? Or should I have just continued comedy? So they have gone into the movies like I've always wanted to do, right? And, uh, I mean, but something specific happened June last year. I came across a book. I think it's um, one of the book, books I've mentioned in one episode in this podcast as well. It is How to Get to Where You Want to Be from Where, to, from where You Are by Jack Canfield. I read that book June last year. I read it on a trip. And I got to the second chapter and I just closed that book. That chapter was it for me. That chapter talked about defining a purpose for your life. And since I encountered that discovery, I always lived my, my life around that purpose that I defined for myself upon reading that book. In this episode, I'm going to share how I defined this purpose for myself and hopefully I'm also going to direct you to finding one for your life as well. So without further ado, welcome again to the journey with me day. I know where I was, this is where I am, and together we're about to find out where I am going to be. It was time to go into... um high school, right? Um, that's senior secondary school. So that was where the first, should I say, subtle existential crisis hits me. Should I chase my computer passion and go to science class? Or should I stick to my entertainment and go to arts class? I I had to compare the two timetables. I went to check the timetable. This was when I was in GSS3. I went to check the two timetables, look for the one that was like less stressful. I asked questions, all those things. I was not getting the priority I needed. The last way I made the decision was that, okay, since art is like a talent for me, it's like something I can always learn, you know, I have it inbuilt inside of me, but I don't have science inbuilt inside of me. I have to always go and learn it. I'm like, okay, so let me just study science. And then um, if I if I ever choose my entertainment career again, I, I have the talent, I'll just ride on my talent. That was how I made that decision. If I didn't make that decision, I'll probably still be an entertainer by now. Well, fast forward to now, I continued on the path of computer science, became a software engineer, super, super excited for that decision. Uh, but until last year, June, I, I was constantly always thinking, if I had just stuck to art, would I have gone further in life than this? What, what were the odds? What could I have done, right? Until I read this particular book I talked about earlier and I was able to understand 
how how I can still live the best life even after making that decision years ago. Meaning that I was able to build a destination for myself. Let me give you a very relatable analogy. When you leave the house, for any reason you like you leave the house, like I said, I already mentioned reason. Every single time you leave your apartment, you leave your house, there's always a reason. There's always either somewhere you're going to or something you want to do. And nothing you want to do can be done in a particular place or can only be done in a particular place. And that is why you have to go there in the first place, right? So you leave your apartment and you go to that place. You would never leave your house if you did not have a plan or destination. Even if you are walking your dog or you are strolling, you would always have a particular plan. Okay, I'm going to walk um, maybe three blocks or I'm going to walk five blocks. Or I'm going to walk across two streets or I'm going to um, circle like three streets and then head back home. There's always a particular plan. And sometimes you can go above the plan. Sometimes you go below the plan. But before you set out, you always plan something. Even if you're going for a run, you plan like 10 kilometers or 5 kilometers or 2 kilometers. However you find, um, you know, comfortable. We can consider that a form of small journey, right? And that journey can be bigger. It can be that you're going from Lagos to Abuja, right? It can be that far. So, if you are going on a journey, for example, from Lagos to Abuja, as I've said, and you step out, you would never just look see so, someone randomly walking and then follow them if you have in mind that Sabuja you are going to. If you want to follow somebody, you'd ask the person or you'd ask yourself, this person or this person that I want to follow, are they also going to Abuja? Will following this person lead me to Abuja? If there are 10 different routes that can lead you to Abuja from Lagos, before you decide on the route you want to, you want to, you know, pass, there are certain questions you ask yourself, like, which of these routes are, are, is faster, right? Even if it is faster, which of the routes are safe, right? So, like, you, all the decisions you are making is always so that you can successfully get to Abuja, you can safely get to Abuja, and you can also quickly get to Abuja. You want it to be fast, you want it to be smooth, right? And then throughout your experience on that trip, whatever decision you make during that trip, you will always ask yourself if that decision is going to take you further to your destination, which is Abuja, right? So if something happens suddenly on the road and you have to take another route, the question, the first question you would ask the driver or whoever is taking you is, will this route eventually lead to where I'm going in Abuja? You will always ask that question. And that is... Lagos to Abuja journey. So if life is also a journey, should life not also have its destination? And I'm not referring to death being the destination of life here. I'm not talking about the life of being able to breathe in or breathe out. I'm talking about that thing that is associated to your existence here on earth. That thing that you are doing that will be called the life that you lived, right? For me, until last year, June, there was no precise destination for my life. I was doing things based on how I felt at the moment. It's exactly how it has been for me. From feeling like I wanted to be an entertainer to feeling like, oh, I like computers. Even when I got into the university, I think the first two years um, of my university um, time, 
was mostly I was dancing and doing politics because I just felt like, right? Many of those things, like especially like the politics part, many of those things still relate back to my purpose because I, I was able to define it based on what I could do at, at you know, at, at that last year. But I did not do them with a, with, with, with a goal in mind. I did not make those decisions with a plan that um, I am doing this thing so that I can eventually achieve something in the nearest future. I did not, I didn't, I didn't make those decisions with that kind of mindset. So what I learned last year was that you can have a destination for your life such that all the decisions you make now will always take you one step closer to that destination. That destination is your life's purpose and it's a principle called the North Star Principle. It's called the North Star Principle because there's actually a North Star in um, astrology. There's a North Star they call Polaris. Polaris is the name of that North Star. This North Star represents the true North direction, meaning that even if you don't have a compass and you have an idea of where you need to go, like, okay, I need to go like Northwest, if you can locate that North Star, that the Polaris Star, if you can locate the Polaris Star, that is your true North. It means that it means that you can decide to say you are going north. Maybe if you want to um, have a mindset of where where you are going to, if you are lost, you can keep saying you want to go north, and then you can follow that that star. Or you can decide to say you want to go south, meaning that um, once you spot the star, you walk away from the star. That means you are going north. I mean, you are going south rather. So. Why is it called the North Star Principle? It's called the North Star Principle because, as I've explained, this particular star can actually act like a guide for you when you feel lost. And that's the entire concept of today's episode. Being able to create a destination for yourself would be like a compass for your life. Whatever decision it is you are making right now, you'd be able to think back to that compass, that destination you have set for yourself, and ask yourself, does this action bring me closer to my North Star or farther away from my North Star. There's no other benefit. Like, there's, there's nothing else you need from, deriving that, from defining that North Star than being able to give yourself an, in, an internal, internal GPS for your life. Consider it like an internal GPS that can help you to direct you, that can create a route from where you are to where you want to be. But remember that you cannot have a route without a destination. Even on our Google Maps, boat, whatever, before it can create a route for you, you need to initially say, this is where I am going to, and this is where I am. If you remember what you heard at the beginning of the episode, that I know where I was, and I know where I am right now, and we're about to find out where I'm going to be, right? It was the, it was the realization of my destination that made me choose that phrase because that like as i said that that has been a principle that has been guiding my life since i figured it out because the the two most important things for to help you or to begin the creation or the definition of this purpose or this north star is knowing where you are and where you want to be the rest of this episode is going to be to help you derive a purpose for your life if you haven't found one yet just listen attentively. Stick with me. Quick examples, right? I did like a 
a sort of survey. I asked some of my friends, some of my contact list, I asked them a simple question. What is your life's purpose? Why are you here? About 90% of the people I asked always say something like to help people. It's always something relating to helping people, making impact, helping people achieve something, teaching people something. It is very correct, meaning that there's always an introspective effect that your purpose should have in the world. Meaning that your purpose is never personal. It is never for it is never for um, those material things or or to to be a CEO. Th- those things are, are not are not life purposes because those things are actually constructs created by men you know in in this same uh, in this same life right so you cannot you cannot use that as your purpose you cannot use that as as your destination in life my destination is to be a ceo is one of the things that, are, that can really happen in fact you can even name yourself a ceo right now it doesn't matter like <laughs> it's just a title right so those are the things you should avoid when trying to define your life so what then is a life purpose so as i've said it's, it's always retrospective, meaning that you, it is always something you want to do to the world. Because to be honest, that is why we are here. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a general concept that we need to all initially um, tailor our minds to. You need to know that you are not here for yourself. You were not created in this world for yourself, right? If you are here to take care of just yourself, there is really no need for you to be born, right? We were not created for ourselves. We were created to perform an action to to actually make a particular impact on earth in this life. Because think about it. If you can, if if a carpenter or a furniture worker can create a chair for another person to sit on, right? You definitely are created to be useful. If a non-living thing is created to be useful, is like every non-living thing that, that is on this life, um, even the okay, trees are living things actually. Like <laughs> every non-living thing, from chairs and tables, they are they are not meant. They are not. They were not created for themselves. Tables were not made for the benefit of the table itself. They were made so that you can use them, so that people can use them. So if non-living things have purpose that other people can use, how much more you that, that that's a living thing that exists that can do so much more. So always have the mindset that you were created to do something for the world, and hopefully I can help you figure out how to know what exactly you're supposed to do for this world. We are going to use a formula and in this formula has five questions, five questions that would help you shape a defined statement that would represent your purpose in life. And the first question of these five questions is, who are you? Talking about where you are now, who you are now. Uh, the, the, the very honest answer is that you are a nobody. I am a nobody too. We, we, we come to these lives as zero, like zero value, zero personal. We, we, we really do not have any special thing about us when we are born. I'm sorry, but <laughs> you don't. I, yes, you have talent. You have, I know, I know. <laughs> But no special. Don't consider yourself special. That's that's the first, um, the first step in you know actually understanding why you are here. After you 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 realize that you are nobody. That's who you are. So who are you? Just mention your name. Like for for me, I am Mide. That's just who I am. Mide. That's all. That's everything. 
the, the next question to, to, to help you get to that point is, what do you do? A very tricky question. For somebody that is a nobody, that is just me, they, how do I define what I do? For me, this was a very big struggle um, last year because, as I said, I'm kind of multi-talented, so I can do like a lot of things. I can actually do anything I set my mind to do. If I decide that I want to be a tailor today, I can learn it and be a good tailor. That, that's, that's one thing about me. I am a naturalist. I can do anything. So that what do, what do I do question is a very hard question for me to answer. But the way you can um, um, discover what you do is this. You can think about what you are most qualified to teach. So if, you, if, if, I, if I called upon you today and said, and say, um, hey, I want you to teach something, anything at all, right? And maybe I'll pay you for it. Or, um, or there's no pay, actually. Um, I, I can't pay you, but I just have a group of people. They want to learn something. Just come and teach them anything, you know, anything at all. Whatever skill or whatever concept comes to your mind to teach right now, as you're listening to me, that is what you do, right? That, that, or, or that is what you should be doing in case you're not doing it yet. But yeah, that is what you do. Whatever it is you are most qualified to teach, right? That is what you do. Now, um, we've answered two questions now. Who you are, right? And what you do. So in my own case, I am Mide. And what I do is definitely software engineering. That, that's like what I'm most qualified to teach anybody. You ask me to teach somebody something right now, I would definitely want to teach software engineering, right? So um, Mide, software engineering, right? That's what I do. Great. The next question is, who do you do it for? Meaning that you already, you already know what you do based on um, you know, what I've said earlier, most qualified to teach. You know what you do. This particular skill, this particular tool that you have, who can you do it for? In my own case, it's businesses, right? I can build a product for you that helps you scale your business, right? Um, the people that need my, pro- my, my, my skill are businesses, companies, you know, of large or small sizes, depending on whether they're ready or not to use um, software or to build a software, right? Yeah, businesses. It's, it's just as simple as that. Who do you do it for? Figure that out. The next thing is, what do these people want or what do they need? Now, I understand that businesses need to um, make the lives of their customers easier. They need to um, create easy access for their customers, to their services, or their products. And that is why I know that they would need a software engineer to create a software that can help them to achieve that, right? So what do they need? I know that businesses need this kind of um, um, platform or this kind of uh, access where their customers or users can, can interact with their, with their services or products in a very seamless and easy way and modern way as well, right? It's, it's just simple and clear. Okay. Now that you know who you are, you know what to do, you know the people that you do it for, and you also know um, what these people want or what they need, right? You can go ahead and then think about what is the effect of this thing that you have given to them? How does it affect them? For me, um, as a software engineer, and because I'm doing it for businesses that need um, their, their prospective customers to access them in a modernized way, I know that the effects that they are going to scale up that they can easily scale up their business 
by spending one initial cost to build a software that can potentially run for millions and millions of users or customers, right? It's, that's it, right? It's, because these questions are like very simple and they have direct answers. And trust me, if you, if you meditate on these questions, you would, you just know what, what it is you're supposed to be doing, you know? All right. So, of course, think about the effect. How do they change? What changes about them when you offer this particular skill, this particular service? When you offer it to them, what changes about them, right? Now, I've, we've talked about five questions. These are actually like five questions that can help you define a particular purpose for yourself. Um, but there's something specific I want you to think about in these five questions. Remember I said that this entire purpose definition thing is always retrospective. It's always something that you do for the world. If you think about this, these five questions, who you are, what you do, who you do it for, what they need or what they want, and how this thing that you have given to them, how it changes them or how it affects them, you would see that only two of those questions are about you. The remaining three of those questions are not about you. They are about the world. They are about other people. That, that brings that back that point, reminding you that what you are here for is not for yourself. It is outside. It's for other people. Now, in answering these questions, I, I made them in form of my career. I talked about like my career. I can take the same set of questions and put them in, in, in sense of maybe passion or something else that makes me feel good, right? Now, let's use something else. Who am I? I'm nobody. I'm just midi, right? I'm midi. Next question is, what do I do? If there's something else I'll, I'll be doing besides software engineering, something that gives me the exact same level of joy, it will be teaching people. I mean, which I'm kind of doing right now, yeah? It's teaching people, mentoring people. I'm a passionate mentor, right? That'll be what I do. Now, who do you do it for? Anybody willing to learn? It's as simple as that. Anybody that can come and approach me and say, you do this thing, I want to learn it from you. Um, sometimes it doesn't, it doesn't even have to be something I know how to do. Like, I always like to prefer help and serve, like, um, wherever I can to people. As long as I can research about that thing, and I can find information for you, or I can ask somebody else, I'm ready to help you do it, right? I'm ready to, to even teach you, even if I have to go and study it just to teach you, right? Now, those are the people I want to do it for. Next question is, what do they need? They need either something I know, something I can go and research, or something I know that they need that even they do not really know. An example is the podcast I've been, I have. Like, nobody particularly came to me and said, oh, start a podcast, um, talk about things like this on your podcast. I really just felt people need to know these things. And this is something, this is a gap I want to fill in my own life. So let me fill that gap and at the same time, learn it so well, make so, so much research that I can also teach other people. Now, that is a need that I figured out that people would need, right? And I started, and I started trying to, like, fill the gap of that need. And then what, how do they change? People make better decisions. They lead better lives by what I do. If I put all of those things together, I am a who likes to teach people, right, that want to learn, right, what do they need? Um, I can say, oh, people that want to learn in order to live better lives. 
people that want to learn how to make better decisions so that they can um, um, so that they can achieve 90% of whatever achievements or goals that they have in their lives. Do you see that? Like it's, it just creates one statement that just defines everything you do in this life. So like if I want to make a particular life-changing decision, maybe I am being asked to um, look for something that doesn't align with, with, with my um, goals at all. Maybe I'm being asked to be the CEO of a particular company next year. Right. And I know that these two, two things I've mentioned, these two things are not CEO related stuff. If you get me. Like, and I, I've said at the beginning that be, becoming a CEO is not technically a purpose, right? But yeah, being a CEO does not relate to being a passionate mentor, helping people do stuff. It does not really relate. Being a CEO does not also relate to helping businesses build software. So I should not really be taking CEO position. I have a startup that I currently run. And when we're trying to assign roles to each other, I and my um, co-founder, Ola, I immediately knew that I could never be in that CEO position. Except we are at the point in the company where we need to prioritize software or we need to prioritize products. I will probably continue to stick to something like CTO or engineering manager. That is where I think I will end my technical career or my office career as an engineering manager or a CTO because it aligns well with my definition and my destination of building software for businesses. Do you get? I can also continue, like if I, if I quit software engineering and I start getting paid to, um, to host this podcast, I can continue doing it for the rest of my life because it aligns with my purpose of being a passionate mentor. Now, these are my examples. I like to talk about my friend Fola. Fola is currently the CEO of Lagwaja Mobile. Well, interim CEO because it's not like we are really at the level of having CEO or CTO or anything like that. But interim CEO is one that that um, is in charge of every single process, right? He's my CEO. In fact, he's like my, he's like my boss in the startup too. I know my friend very well. Fola has a a. If you ask Fola, what do you do? He's more of somebody that wants to create value that can that can generate revenue. Create value that can that can solve unemployment, create value that can solve world hunger. That is his, that that's what makes that that's what drives Fola. He's someone that wants to build solutions. Doesn't have to be software, mostly even businesses that can create so much value such that it can generate so much revenue that it can change the entire GDP of an entire country, which is what we hope to do with Lagwaja Mobile actually. So because he has that kind of um, um, destination in life, a CEO position will properly fit him because it aligns with that goal, that drive, or that destination he has set for his life to create a solution that can change the life of an entire country. So, so do you see how having a destination or a purpose for your life can dramatically change how you um, make your life choices? Remember again that. Defining a North Star for yourself is always retrospective and it can help you tremendously in doing the best work you can ever think about. Now, I have mentioned two different things that I, that I, that I have set in my head as um, some sort of aim or, or, or um, ambition that is guiding me, right? Being a passionate mentor and software engineering, building sort of solutions for businesses. Now, you'd say, 
doesn't that not sound like two destinations? Why do you have to, or why are you juggling being a podcaster and um, being a software engineer? Remember that podcasting is only a route to get to that destination of teaching people. Okay, I'm recording this particular, this recording session is happening on Sunday morning. Just yesterday, I, I taught a class on starting a career in software, in software engineering. I was super, super, super happy to, to teach that class, to have that class. Why? Because I have a destination that says teach people. It's just as simple as that, right? So these things work hand in hand. And because I know that um, the ultimate final destination for myself is to be at a point where I create value for people, either for businesses or for individuals, right? I can easily, I can easily do anything that makes me create that value. Software engineering is a tool. It's also a... a yeah, I can say it is a tool that helps me achieve that aim of creating useful solutions for, to help businesses assess their customers better, right? Same with podcasting. It's also a means to an end of being able to impact valuable lessons into people's lives. I hope that you'd have been able to, um, by listening to this, to this particular episode, construct a destination for your life and think about life as a journey and that journey needs to have a destination and every choice you make in life would either help you reach that destination or take you farther away from that destination if you struggled with that initial process for defining your destination or defining your north star don't worry don't worry i have another one for you (laughs) i have another formula so, if you struggled with that, or just for better enlightenment, there's another formula. Um, this particular one was written by Jack Canfield in, in that book. I really recommend reading that book, um, How to Go from Where You Are to Where You Want to Be, Jack Canfield, saying it again. So, this is another formula. The first step is define two qualities for yourself. Now, if you remember, I already defined two for myself, which is building solutions, right? So um, solving problems practically. And then the second one was um, teaching people. It's just as simple as that, being a passionate mentor. Those are two qualities for myself. So that's the first, that's the first step. Um, create two um, unique qualities about yourself. Mine is problem solving and passionate mentoring. Then the next thing is, how do you choose to express those interests with the world? Now, I choose to express them by um, building software, teaching people how to build software and how to, um, how to be more aware about the life around them. Can you see? It's just it's as simple as that. That's just it. And the next step is think about what you consider a perfect world. Right? For me, a perfect world is a world where businesses thrive, right? By using useful products that can help them reach more customers, more users seamlessly and easily and in a modernized way, right? Never going out of trend, right? That's an example of a perfect world. Another example of a perfect world for me is people living their best lives and people becoming more aware of the natural and spiritual world around them. Now, that's my, that's my picture of a perfect life. Businesses thriving, people thriving, people becoming more aware 
about life around them. So how am I contributing to make that happen? So for me to answer that question, I go back to the previous step, which is what? Building software for those businesses, teaching people about that life. Can you see that it all just aligns? The same thing I've just said is, is you know, it reflects the same thing that I said in the previous um, formula that, that I gave to you, right? So um, I'm sure by now, if you, if you use that previous formula, use the one that I just talked about, you'll be, you already be able to shape something around for yourself where you know that, okay, these are the places I thrive in, these are the places I'm great at, and these are the things I think I should chase in life. I assure you, um, whether it is your career, whether it is um, a, a fulfilling life you're looking for, um, these things will help. And, and this concept is very, very important. It's so important. Um, the, the Japanese monks would, would call it ikigai, right? Um, meaning your life's what. What is your life's what? You also have a similar um, formula where they used to actually dis, um, describe this life's what. They talk, they, in that formula, they also have things like what the world needs, what you are good at, what your passions are. You know, all of those things. Lastly, I did not, I intentionally did not talk about passion so much when it comes to defining your life purpose. Why? Passion can be very confusing. And in fact, um, <laughs> I'm actually exploring some concepts right now about the downsides of passion. And I, I, I can see it personally in my life because to be honest, if I chased passion eight years ago, I'll still be doing entertainment by now. I still plan to retire in entertainment, actually. But there's a reason it's a retirement plan. Retirement means you have done what you're supposed to do, right? You have completed your task. That's when you retire. So after I have completed my task in this life, I have delivered value as much as I can. I have built a lot of businesses as much as I can. I would then retire in my passion of entertainment. Do you get? Now, don't mistake, don't mistake me for preaching against passion. I'm not saying um, you should not chase your passion, right? What I am saying, in fact, is that um, it is not necessarily your passion that drives you to your destination. It is following this formula to know exactly what you can give to the world based on your unique qualities. Put that at the back of your mind. What you can give to the world based on your unique qualities. That would be the end of this particular episode. Um, I'm happy I was able to talk about this. I, I'm, I'm able to finally get it off my chest. Trust me, I have struggled with discussing this particular topic because I've been thinking about how best to deliver it, um, especially because of how sensitive this particular topic is. But um, I think I've been able to find a very relatable and, uh, um, you know, should I say, dummy way <laughs> to share it without many of the complex stuff what i've said right now you can create a destination for your life such that every decision you make you think about that destination that purpose you've created for yourself and you would see, find yourself making better decisions at life and you will not just be you know swaying around based on the trends the different trends that you'd see in today's world like some people are doing ai now and they're not even supposed to be doing ai at all because as a current trend in AI. Oh well, I hope you have been able to learn something in this episode. Um, if there's if there's any questions you have or something you've particularly learned, I really, really enjoy your feedback. Um, thank you so much for the people that always give me feedback. Um, I always see people dropping comments on Spotify. Thank you so so much for doing it. 
Um, if you find anything useful in this particular topic, please, please drop a comment. You can send me a message privately. Um, I think I'm going to start including my personal um, contact yeah, in the description of the episode so you can you know, always reach out to me. Um, I'm always really, really happy to, to get questions um, from the episode. If you think you need more clarity in any of the things I discuss here, please do reach out. And also, if you think you have something very cool to share, with uh, my audience, trust me, they are very, very um, receptive to listen to the different ideas that people have. So yeah, if you think you have some very interesting concepts to share, please reach out to me. Let's do one together. I'll be super, super happy to have an interactive session with you. Mm-hmm.